To begin. Are you watching closely? To begin. I just, I'm bored. Gonna start. What plaything can you offer me today? Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Okay, look. The Cock and Vol Minute. A Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. The question now is, does it get easier? Does it get harder? We're at round two. 32 pairings. 12 extra films I can insert if a pair just disappoints me when I look at it again. Are we ready? I'm not going to insert corn again here. But I probably inserted something else. You know I did. Well, of course you know I did. I already inserted it. Can't comment on the things I haven't done because you've already heard them. I wonder how my whispering sounds. In case you understand or notice, the uh, sound quality is a little different. Is I got a new mic. This is my first actual podcast recording using the new mic. Let's see how it goes. We're here in the Cock and Bull Pub. We are drinking. This is a Cabernet Sauvignon. Nothing too fancy, even though I said the name of it fancy. It's some cheap-ass brand from the bottom shelf. Sometimes you just, you know, need a little alcohol in your life. Are we ready? I'm ready. Group 1. Stories We Tell or Cube. Cube is inherently watchable. It's one of those midnight movies where if it was on cable, I would just keep watching it and watch it at the end, watch it at the end. But its dialogue is awful. And while it tells you what its math is, it doesn't explain what its math is. And so I'm keeping Stories We Tell. Because I I think a documentary should stick around for a little while, and it's a great documentary. Toy Story 2 or Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> I'm looking at the list of extra films, and I'm like, well, here's something where I can just cut them. Fuck them both. I'm going to put in, what's my favorite off the 12? Ooh. I'm going to go with the gray. So the gray is back. Group 3, The Prestige or Moonstruck? <sighs> Prestige is a much better film, I think, yeah, but this isn't a list of what movies I think are the best, it's what movies are the best for me. Which ones are my favorites? I'm more likely to watch Moonstruck than Prestige, but... Just get these in here. Fuck them both, I'm taking The Fountain. Group 4, Rango or Seven? Seven's a little obvious when you get right down to it, isn't it? (laughs) It, it, I'm in a better mood today. This round, it's like, I know things are going away, but they're all good things. I can't, I can't, I can't get freaked out about it. Fuck seven, Rango's in. Group five's a problem for me. I might have to come back to it. It's Brigsby Bear versus Everything is Illuminated. I'm leaving it there now. We're skipping on. We'll come back. Group 6, also a problem. Into the Wild versus Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Skipping for now. Group 7, Across the Universe versus 12 Monkeys. There are a lot of people. There was someone I just saw. Oh, who was that? Someone on Facebook. One of my friends. I don't remember. Was listing, like, worst movies they've ever seen. And Across the Universe was on there. And it was a bunch of other movies that are, they're fine. 
And I'm like, hey, you need to see some bad movies. I need to get you over on The Room Minute, another show of mine, by the way, where we look at the modern classic directed by Tommy Wiseau, starring Tommy Wiseau, produced by Tommy Wiseau, written by Tommy Wiseau, The Room. And we're actually very nice to it a lot of the time. Sometimes we get, we, you have to pick it apart because it's awful. But you're putting it across the universe on a bad movie list? What's wrong with you? Is it that you don't like musicals? You don't like jukebox musicals in particular, where they steal like songs that already exist like that, using the Beatles songs? I had a friend of mine slash professor. He was never my teacher, but he was a teacher. But he didn't like Across the Universe, but he didn't really explain why. And we started to talk about it once, and I got into this whole thing because I was a history major as an undergrad. And I was explaining how Across the Universe, if you break it down, and you can find entries about this in my blog, GroundhogDayProject.com. I'm just going to make this whole episode a bunch of commercials for my other shows and blog and my life. Across the Universe is all these segments that if you tear them down, they refer back to very specific moments in 1960s history. And so Across the Universe isn't just a movie that's set in the 60s. It is a fictionalized version of very specific moments in the late 60s with Beatles songs in them. How's that going to go badly? I love it. 12 Monkeys is an amazing film. It is a better film. But when it comes to favorites, I'm going with Across the Universe. The Truman Show or Sing Street? Fuck The Truman Show. I love The Truman Show, but Sing Street, Sing Street is joy and pain in a wonderful, wonderful way. And I hope I find the quote to give you right now because I want you to hear the line about being happy sad because it's such a great line. Well, you write me a happy song sometime. I need a laugh. But what if I don't feel happy? Your problem is that you're not happy being sad. But that's what love is, Cosmo. Happy sad. If you didn't hear it, maybe I'll record my own version of it from a transcript. Who knows? And you'll hear that now. Do you hear crickets? Because I got crickets. I got a recording of crickets. We'll see. What does she mean by that? Well, I think what she means is that you need to reach a place in your life where you're okay with your sadness. It's pretty high concept stuff. How old did you say she was again? 16. It's monastic. She's like a monk. They're happy sad. Get on with it. And make some art. So does that affect that music? Positively.
Group 9, About Time versus Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Jason Goes to Hell, you had a good run, but About Time is a beautiful, beautiful thing with a cheesy message that I love. Group 10, The Spitfire Grill versus That Thing You Do. Tom Hanks, you made a great film, but That Thing You Do, you're done. Because The Spitfire Grill is wonderful. Even though I think the ending for the stage musical version of it might be an improvement, I still love the movie. It's got a special place in my heart. Group 11, Ex Machina versus Pump Up the Volume. I love Pump Up the Volume. I kind of want to use it to do a certain kind of podcast. Another one similar to this, Cock and Bull, where I'm like, ostensibly it's a Movies by Minutes show, but not really. I mean, this is episode 18 of Cock and Bull Minute, and how much have we talked about the movie Tristram Shandy so far? Not much. How much will we in the future? I'm guessing on the majority of the episodes, not much. In theory, ostensibly, as the opening says, I'll get to it. Maybe. But I also have ideas on how to push farther and farther away from it. And my idea for a pump-up volume show, I'll say it now, because if someone wants to steal it, I'll be a guest, fuck it, is take pump-up the volume, because it's got this great sort of political angle. I mean, it's about school and high schoolers and teenagers and whatever, but it's about free speech, it's about educational system and corruption, and I wanted to take pump up the volume and take Movies by Minutes show, which is normally very uh, free of politics, free of argumentation, free of debate. There's discussion, and sometimes you'll debate things about a movie, but it's all in fun. And I kind of want to drift away from fun. Take pump up the volume and use it as a platform to talk about other things. Talk about politics. Talk about social issues. And because it's got such a great soundtrack and relies so much on music within the film, maybe talk about music. I don't know a lot about music, but maybe there'd be guests who do. So I'd love to use it. But against Ex Machina, I'm also going to lose it. Group 12 will have to wait. It's adaptation versus the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Those two have to stay. Those are... Adaptation is generally one of, if someone asks me my favorite movie and I have to answer, I'll say it's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Zero Effector Adaptation, depending on my mood. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, as you can see from this list, is my favorite Western, because I love deconstruction, I love postmodernism in film, and I love narration done well. And the narration in that film is a haunting, painful, beautiful thing. Group 12's got to wait. Group 13. The Fisher King versus Before Sunrise. Oh, fuck. Before Sunrise, the only before film that's still on the list? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because Before Sunrise is probably not a particularly well-structured film, because it's more of a walk and talk and not much beginning, middle, and end, doesn't have an act structure, or not an obvious one that's coming to mind right now, I'm going with The Fisher King. Because the Fisher King is lovely. Group 14. Rumblefish versus the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Him. It's been a while since I've seen Rumblefish, which might be problematic in a way, because maybe there's a reason I should pick it. Or I save Group 14, but Group 14 is not that special, so I don't want to save it and watch the movies and then decide. Or I don't want to save it and replace them. Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Her is also still on the list. Coming up later in Group 22. And Her is better than him. They're both better than them. I said this last time. Them has already gone from the list, though. I'm going to drop them both. I'm going to bring in the war. Part of the reasoning there is, what do I want to talk about in another episode? Because I have a feeling when I get to 
down to 32 films, which I hope to do by the end of this episode, is that then we take our time. And regardless of which films get erased at what round, that top 32 is something worth talking about each movie in detail. And maybe I'll watch them again, all 32 of them, two a week, run the pair, get a guest to run the same pair with me. And I want to talk about the war. I saw the war for free when I was a student at USC. I was supposed to be in my film class watching a screening of, I believe it was All the President's Men, which I'd already seen years before. And they had a free screening of the war that night. I'm like, I'm going to skip out on this film, go see that film. And I loved it. And I have acted out part of it in a performance, two different performance pieces. Uh, If you know competitive speech and debate, forensics, uh, they were both in uh, POIs, where I got to play a little kid screaming at God because his father was dead. And that emotion was so nice to get out and to get into. So the war is coming in. It may be out in the next round, we'll see, but at least I'll have an excuse to talk about it in more detail. Group 15. Stand by Ha, ah, it's the Stephen King group. Interesting. Stand by me versus the Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is deservedly the top-rated film on IMDb, but we're talking favorites here. I love Stand by Me more. When uh, Chris, right, Chris Chalmers, is sitting by the tree and he's explaining about when the teacher accused him of stealing her money and he breaks down in tears. River Phoenix, you know, and it... Uh, I love the whole movie, even though it's got it's got a few problems, some tonal issues here and there, because it is similar to Shawshank Redemption, actually. They both come, not only are they Stephen King, they're from the same collection, different seasons. Stand By Me is the fall story, and Shawshank Redemption is the spring story, right? I forget. I know Breathing Method is winter, and the other story in there is Apt Pupil. But Stand By Me and Shawshank Redemption, because they're novellas, and they're fairly short, in turning them into films, they didn't have to adapt much or add much. And so by adapting directly, you get a film. See, now I'm eyeing the list at the bottom of my sheet with the extra films, because I think I'm arguing against both here. Because is Stand By Me a great film? This isn't a list of great films, but if a great film is waiting on my list too, do I want to bring it up? Do I want to talk about something else instead of Stand By Me or The Shawshank Redemption? What I was going to say, though, is Well, I love the whole thing, even though it's a little disjointed and has some tonal issues here and there. There's certain beats like that emotional beat of Chris by the tree, or Gordy freaking out when he passes out from the the leech to the end where they have the gun. There's these emotional beats that are wonderful in it. I saw the movie when I was about, what year did it come out? I was about the same age as the characters, actually, a few years younger, I think. And I've seen it many, many times since. And it still feels... Because Stephen King was writing as an adult, as a 12-year-old, it's like he remembered being a 12-year-old really well in that story, I think. Similar to It, where the children feel real, feel like actual people with lives and interests. And Stand By Me stays. Shawshank Redemption is out. Shawshank Redemption is out. I don't need to talk about Shawshank Redemption. If nothing else, that's the tiebreaker is I don't need to go in-depth about Shawshank Redemption, because if you haven't seen it already, go fucking watch it already, because you're missing out on one of the great films. Same thing with Stand By Me, for that matter. Go watch it. Group 16, Chaplin or Happy Death Day. I'd actually love the opportunity to talk about Happy Death Day. Maybe get Sean back as a guest, because he did Groundhog Minute, or maybe get Dave, the other Groundhog Minute host. Or both of them. We'll see. I'm going to keep Happy Death Day just for the opportunity. Although Chaplin is a wonderful presentation of what it is to be a creative person. 
and it actually talks about the act of creation. It isn't just a biopic. There's more there. Group 17, Star Wars or Fight Club? Fight Club's out. Star Wars stays. If for no other reason. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Because you don't talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Group 18, Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance or Moulin Rouge. I do hope to get the chance to do a Movies by Minute for Birdman. I would also love to do one for Moulin Rouge, or maybe a scene-by-scene breakdown, kind of like uh, John from Parker is doing Hedwig and the Angry Inch, where you break it down into like sequences, so you get entire songs, you know, cut in the middle of a song. I would love to do Moulin Rouge that way. But also, I don't know if I need to. I did a week of talking about Moulin Rouge on my blog, GroundhogDayProject.com. Try to keep up, people. Moulin Rouge is out. Is it? Is it? Wait, is it the last musical? Uh, Sing Street's still here. So I got a musical, and we haven't gotten to the round with Hearts Beat Loud isn't a musical, but it's definitely music-based, and Anne and the Apocalypse is a musical. But I don't know if either one of those will get cut this round or not. We'll see. But for now, Moulin Rouge is out, Birdman stays. Group 19, The Game versus Halloween. Keeping Halloween. The Game is a wonderful film. Well made. I love its cleverness. I love the way it everything fits in this complicated little package. But Halloween is both a classic. I have already done a podcast about it, and I still love watching it, so the game is out. Group 20, Say Anything versus The Princess Bride. There's a lot of dead air here of me being like, what? I don't want to, or something. I don't know. Some more no's. I, I might have some more no clips that I didn't use last week. I don't think I do, though. I think I used them all. I got the one from uh, Army of Darkness, but... There's all these other background noises that it doesn't work as well as a sound. It works okay as a visual, because you can see him saying, no, no. Huh. Find a weird place. These are both romantic films. One's a comedy, more obvious comedy. The other one's also a comedy, but it's not, it's a more dramatic, real, occasionally painful thing. What do I want to talk about? If it comes down to that, what do I want to get into the next bracket so I have an excuse to talk about it in more detail? Princess Bride is out. Go find Princess Bride Minute with the Carlisles. Great people. I'm keeping Say Anything. Group 21. Uh, two of my two of my podcasts against each other. Annihilation. Annihilation Minute. Look it up. Versus Dave Made a Maze. Dave Made a Minute. Bill Watterson, if you're listening, I love your movie. But I think I gotta keep Annihilation. It's not, I don't have a reason to keep both and screw with something else and I don't want to take out both but, they, uh, but that's being said oh I don't have to I don't need to talk about either if we're talking about what do I want in the next bracket so that I can talk about them go listen to Annihilation Minute go look it up on your podcatcher of choice go listen to Dave Made a Minute go find it on your podcatcher of choice or go to lemmingdrops.com you find links to all these things I'm talking about I've talked plenty about both of those things I'm still in the process of talking about Annihilation I said I'd keep Annihilation, but if I had to choose one right now, it'd be Dave Made a Maze. So never mind, Bill. I'm going to keep it. I'm tempted to take it out also and bring in something else to have an excuse to talk about. But I'm going to keep Dave Made a Maze for now. Group 22. High Fidelity versus The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Her. High Fidelity, you're out. Easier choice. Group 23 could be one that's going to have to wait. 
because it's Zero Effect, which, as I said, one of the three I usually cite is my favorite film, but I haven't watched it in a while. And 20th Century Women, which I loved, but haven't watched since I wrote about it in my blog. And I, 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 I kind of want both, but I kind of, I, I want to keep Zero Effect. 20th Century Women is out. Sorry. Group 24. Dead Poet Society versus Anna and the Apocalypse. Dropping both? Gonna bring in Mother. No. Drive. No. Can I, okay. Dropping them both. This is madness. Going insane. Dropping them both. Bringing in. Someone's gonna hate this option because so many people dislike this movie. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Group 25. Group 25 has to wait. It's Punch Drunk Love versus Life is a House. It's gotta wait. Group 26. Hearts Beat Loud versus Anomalisa. Anomalisa is a wonderful thing, and they put a lot of effort into that movie. But Hearts Beat Loud has heart. I don't mean the pun, but it's it's got a place in mind. Anomalisa's out. Group 27, Tremors and Ruby Sparks. Dropping them both for Mother. No. Dropping Tremors. Keeping Ruby Sparks. Group 28, Her and Better Off Dead. As much as I love Her, as much as I love Better Off Dead. Dropping Better Off Dead. <sighs> Better Off Dead is the more fun film. It's maybe technically... <sighs> this list is going to be a lie in the end. I think Better Off Dead might be my favorite, but I think I'd rather talk about her in the next round. And neither one's going to make it to the like the top four or anything, so it doesn't matter in that regard. I'm going to drop both from Mother. Group 29. Never Look Away versus Brazil. I love Brazil. I love the documentary that comes with the box set. I love the, uh, was it Love Conquers All version, even though it's got flaws because, you know, they fucked up the movie. I love that box set. My wife hated that movie. For years, I've been trying to get her to watch it again. But now I guess I don't have the fuel for that because I'm going to drop Brazil for Never Look Away because I want to talk about Never Look Away. Group 30, SFW versus The Road Warrior. It is my favorite Mad Max film, probably still my, f- my favorite action film. There's not a lot of action films here. Action's going out. I love drama, apparently. Used to be, I'd say, I'd love horror. Give me a slasher film any day, but now it's... I want weird, thoughtful drama. It's odd to call SFW thoughtful, but I'm keeping SFW. There's, if you want to hear talk about The Road Warrior, go uh, listen to Mad Max Minute, I guess. Uh, what, I don't remember what they called season two, but uh, that's uh, Rick and Julia Ingham. I was on a trivia team with them last year at the MXM event in August. Good people. <sighs> Group 31's a problem. Synecdoche, New York versus Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Hedwig is a... It's interesting these two go against each other because in a way they're both... There's, there's a similar idea or a similar way of thinking about them in my head. Because they're both sort of about when the outside world is coming down on you, how do you push back? How do you lift up? How do you become you in the face of all the other things. I'm going to drop Hedwig. I'm going to drop Hedwig because I want to talk about Synecdoche, New York. The more depressing one is the one I'm more interested in talking about because, uh, you know, I suffer from depression and anxiety. And I have a lot to say about Hedwig. I watched it for a week in my blog and wrote about it. I hope to be a guest on John Fenn's show before he's done. He's got kind of a slow pace going, so we'll see how that is. Because I have a lot to say about that and about, like, identity. Identity politics, you know. I'm one of those kind of liberals. 
But Synecdoche, New York, I can talk about some of those same things in a different way. I feel bad losing Hedwig. In fact, I'm not going to lose Hedwig. I'm looking back at earlier rounds, things that stayed. I'm going to drop Rango and keep Hedwig in the Angry Inch. Hedwig goes into Group 4. Synecdoche, New York wins this one, though. Group 32, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang versus Groundhog Day. I'm not... I still want to do a Movies by Minute show, possibly with Dave Palace, if you're listening, or Sean, either of you. Someone that we can have, that we have good, sort of fun times when we do podcasts together, called like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Minute Minute, something like that. Because that movie is a... (sighs) Fuck. It's a brilliant action comedy thing. It's deconstruction. It's got great... I said earlier in this episode, I love deconstruction, postmodernism. I love great use of narration, and this makes great use of narration, great use of story chapters and breakdown. And I am currently eyeing earlier sections of the list to see if I can use this as an immediate write-in to take something else's place, and I don't know because the list right now is so... And my eyes fall on Group 17, where Star Wars sits. The Fight Club struck out. I don't need to talk about Star Wars. Star Wars is a fixture of my childhood and my life. Grew up on those first movies, watched the Ewoks films. Never really watched the cartoons, because I think they were on Saturdays. And that was the Sabbath for us. As a teenager, I got into the novels when Tim uh, Timothy Zahn's books came out. And then all of the novels for years. I read them all, and the comics. And then stood in line to see the prequel on the first day it opened. No, before the prequels. Stood in line to see the freaking re-releases of the special editions. Stood in line for the prequels. Don't have to stand in line for movies anymore. I got nice systems for buying the tickets ahead of time. Fandango and my AMC app and whatnot. But is Star Wars still one of my favorite films? I think Star Wars is a sort of shadow over all of the films because it's something that's been with me forever. But do I need to talk about Star Wars? The list is a cheat. Breaking it down is an excuse. Groundhog Day wins Group 32, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is shifting into 17, taking Star Wars place. That's all the groups. The question is, does anything else need to be saved from the write-in list? Do I need to save Dancer in the Dark? Do I need to talk about Dancer in the Dark? I don't think I do. I think if if you like, if you want to see a weird musical with Bjork, and you like Lars von Trier movies, and you like a painful story that hurts as you watch it, but kind of also makes you feel good because it's such an optimistic thing, despite it going badly, then go watch Dancer in the Dark. I'm not going to save Joe versus the Volcano. If you want to hear about Joe versus the Volcano, go listen to Joe versus the Minute with Jarf and Tierney. It's a good show. I'm not going to save Ed Wood. I love it, and similar to Chaplin, which I have already struck, it's a great thing that goes beyond its biopic, and it's more about the weirdness, but I'm not going to save it. I am thinking about saving Drive, but I don't see a place to put it. Currently, I've got four groups that I haven't even picked a winner yet, so this is going to be a problem. I've still got movies in the write-in list, Pi, Avengers Infinity War, and Memento. I'm okay with all three of those being out, so I'm not going to save them. Drive is a movie I often say is, I I love it, but maybe I don't need it. Maybe I don't need to talk about it. Maybe that's it.
I will not be saving any more movies. I have my 32. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute, or find us in the Facebook listeners group, Cock and Bull Pub. Find more content at lemmingdrops.com.